is a man by the name of Simonton. Hello, Simonton. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the podcast. So what we do, we should explain to the people what we do, because sometimes we forget to do that. Yes, we do. Oh, great. Um, We talk to people on this show about some aspect of their life that doesn't usually come up in conversation. There's some, like, weird or um, just... Some alley of their life that uh, people don't usually go down, and we want to go down it and see what what is there. We're nosy. Yeah, we're just nosy, and we made a podcast in order to be nosy towards other people. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best response. I'm going to... Where's that door at? (laughs) Oh, Behind you. It's it's gone. (laughs) All right. Eject, no. Yeah. So, Simonton, what are you going to talk to us about today? Um... Very few people know this, but some people do know this. I used to be in the Air Force. I think I knew that. I think you did tell me that. Yeah. Like, we were playing 20 questions one time at a UCB Franklin. I was like, who are you? Because we'd always bump into each other, but we didn't, like, know each other. That's so, fair enough. There's... I think that did come up. But I don't know much about it, so I'm excited to learn more. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Lots of sound effect episodes. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to cut that out and have it be a drop, so that we can just have that over and over again. I, I have many sound effects. I got the, ooh, the um, <laughs> Simpsons sound effects. Good. Um, yeah. And I have uh, the um, closed door sound effect. That means I left as soon as I find this darn door. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I did six years in Air Force, um, right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into um, B- BMT. I went through training. I went to training to do something else. Didn't work out so well. Then I ended up becoming a military cop slash specialist in security. Did that for six years. Did two deployments. Get out, use my GI Bill, bill, and graduate from the University of Riverside. That's me in a nutshell. And you graduated pretty recently, right? Yes. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I, three months ago, I'm um, looking for a job in my field, which is political science, international studies. That's great. So what, what, um, why'd you go in? <sighs> There's so many reasons I went in. Um, but the main reasons to get away start some, somewhere new, mm-hmm. um, which is to me good and um, ironic at the same time. I don't. I, I remember as a child, my dad was in the military, mm-hmm. but I never paid attention to that aspect at all. Like mm-hmm. I remember one time my dad left somewhere, um, and I think he told me, "Say hey, I'm going away." I'm. In, he, t- he. I think he. He. T- he tells me, but I never. Like it never clicked as a kid, or, or even as um, before I joined, it never. I was like never paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time he was gone for like a couple months in the summer. And I stayed with my grandma. I, said, oh, I was thinking, I was like, where he went? Oh, okay, cool, whatever. I'm just gonna stay in this room and play video games. So I wasn't very um, a key sense of awareness when I was a kid, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the crazy part is, he was that was he was Air Force and his dad was Air Force. So I'm third generation. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. My dad was in the Air Force, too, actually, yeah. He was? Yeah. What did he do? Uh, he was an EMT, actually. What? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. He, and that's like, he ended up doing, um, kind of took the same track to some extent that it seems like you did. He used his, what experience he got in the Air Force uh, to, like, transition into the career he has now. 
which like he went back to school and became a chiropractor actually wow that, they are making money yeah they do I think yeah well that's pretty cool yeah that how, what's your family's military experience, Blair? Um, actually, I, I, both of well, both of my grandfathers and my grandmother was in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, there was like a name for like in World War Two that the women were a part of, but it's escaping me. Is it was it like the Ross movement? Mm, Wait, no, she like... I would know. It was like the Navy, 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 Navy something. I don't know. It's hard because unfortunately a lot of my family is deceased, so like I remember nuggets of information, mm-hmm. but I don't remember specifics. Like I have some aunts that are alive that I could ask and should ask, and thank you for the reminder that I should <laughs> ask about my family history. Um, I don't remember what either of my, I honestly with my mom's dad, I for some reason I feel like someone was in the Air Force, but I don't think I'll ever be able to verify because everyone on that side of the family is dead. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be able to confirm sure. what branch he was in, which is kind of depressing. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, he knew Jimmy Stewart, the actor. I knew what? that. So whatever branch he was in, probably. I guess I can confirm it. I'll just Google Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Google Jimmy Stewart. The military has all records of anyone who serves. So, oh, okay. So you can just... I can look that up. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Thank you. Thank um, you, Simon. That is yeah. such a weird back alleyway to figure out your family history. I <laughs> know. to look up Jimmy Stewart. Well, because I've tried um, Ancestry uh, when my mom was still alive. We, we we tried it for a little bit, and this we have some real crazy spellings the further we get down, and the census couldn't spell it right, so we lost track after, like, 1898. <laughs> We're yeah, like, yeah. We're like, we don't know when they immigrated. I don't think the census does either. Because, like, try spelling Gershok. I can't. I can't. can't. (laughs) The census people can't either, apparently. So, I don't know. But, so, did you grow up thinking that, like, Air Force is, like, what you do since it was in your family, even though you weren't super engaged with it? Was Mm. it kind of, like, just ingrained in you? No, I I told my dad the name of my graduation. Dad, I'm going, I'm leaving. Um, So, you hadn't told him before that you were going to do it? It's it's a long story, and that's... Do do you want to get into it or do you not want to get into it? You don't want to get into it. Okay. No, not now. But um, ba- basically, <laughs> basically, I I I. Well, if if you know if you need to know anything about me, if, if one one day if people are looking at my history, you should know that I have a plan B for almost everything. I had a plan B for the situation that I would need to join the military, and that was my plan B. I asked my. My friend at the time, who was a substitute teacher at a te- at the school, but I was still technically younger than him. He was like our, um, like the, the TA? the youth. Oh, like a TA. No, or, he was like oh, okay. he was like the youth person, the youth church youth in our in our neighborhood, and mm-hmm. he also was a substitute teacher. So I asked him one day, way before I graduate, maybe like three months or six months, to say, "Hey, if anything happens, you think I can, um, you know, move in with you?" He said, "Yeah, sure." So that then, um, things didn't work out, so I, with my plan A, so I told my dad, I said, I'm going to join the army. He said, no, you, no, don't do it. I said, join in the army. He said, no, I'll help you get in the Air Force. I'll, you join the Air Force. I said, fine, whatever, but I'm leaving this town. So why, why didn't he want you going into the army specifically? Um, he was a medic, and my d- granddad was a general's aide, supposedly, I think I need to look that up more. So he... Hi, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> they all know Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> what is... That would be pretty cool. That so, um, anything you should know, I can't say too much. Anything you should know about life is that... Can't say too much about <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret. He's withholding. <laughs> anything you know, you, should, you need to know about life is that there's 
whatever numbers you see, it's always double. So when numbers of certain wars and um, things, because we were of wars, the number is going to be actually double. And I guess he, he thought the Air Force would be safer. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you tell him that, so like how, how much longer after your graduation did you actually go in? It was the summer. So I graduated and that, that literally as soon as summer was over, everyone was going off to college or still doing what they doing, uh, doing what they were doing. I remember I said, oh, summer is officially over when I, when I left. Okay. Where'd you graduate from? I think we kind of glossed over like um, where you were trying to get away from. <laughs> I love my city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. We're both Pennsylvania. And yeah. it's freaking amazing. I love the city. So, <laughs> so what about it did you need to leave? Like what, what was that feeling? Um, a feeling of exploring and becoming a better person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Just expanding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So you get there. What's the... What's the experience like when you get there, like right at the beginning? Um, before, what, how before, are you feeling? Before yeah. I went, I had a cousin who was in the army, and I remember one of the things because this she visits my grandma Ruth. My grandma's name is Ruth too. Well, are she, you guys the same freaking person? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That but, would. <laughs> but she's I misspoken. She's my great grandma. Oh, okay. My great grandma. So Ruth, you're my son, is what we're getting at. It's possible. We both have blue eyes. It's <laughs> oh literally dark. not true, but I enjoy it a lot. Dark blue eyes, wavy blonde hair. Yes. And a cute... Yes, do look like twins. Thank you. And Thank a, you. And a cute butt. Oh, yeah. That's true. The cute That's... butt twins. Aww. Thank you. Thanks, Blair. <laughs> You're the best. I know. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah, so, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, I met my cousin, Tori, who I haven't seen in forever. She was in the Army. She came back. She, We were all at my great-grandma's Ruth house, and she was talking. She said, hey, you're joining the Air Force. Yeah, I said, I'm going to give you some tips. Um, and she said, you know, I can't give you tips because I'm in the Army. I said, cool, I'll call my friend to give you some tips to do BMT. So she told me some things. Uh, I mind you, I'm still dumb, as I am. <laughs> It doesn't register anything she's telling me because I'm like, oh yeah, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely not do that, or do that, and that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And after I literally, after my like when I was sitting down one day, I was like, it hit me like, oh, everything she told me, I should, I should have listened to her during BMT. <laughs> do you remember any of what she told you? I remember the main thing I remember her telling me is, don't go near the snake pit. And and when you tell someone that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, it didn't comprehend. I was like, what are you talking about? Snake pit. I was like, okay, sure, lady. Um, <laughs> and the crazy part is, I was there doing BMT, and her words did not register at all, still. It took literally me getting out of BMT, going through my technical training, then going to my base, then years later, then like, oh, what she was saying, that makes sense. That, yeah. That's the weird thing that seems to happen a lot is, like, if somebody, like, tries to teach you something, it takes you learning it on your own before you realize it was a good lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're that young, too. Because, like, everything's just, like, bouncing off of your, like, in your eyes and out of and out of them. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that sound? Okay. That was a burp. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You it happens to all the best of us. Yeah. So you get in there and you've been given advice, but you haven't 
te- you haven't registered it. No. So what? How do you feel when you get to BMT? Uh, and I'm assuming that's short for basic military training. But this man, yay! <laughs> Just figured I should say it. because we're um, probably going to say it a lot. Uh, yeah. So I go down there and uh, I meet some people on our way on my way down there who I still remember. Um, you go. Th- I go through the whole process. Um, there's some. There's some key things I still remember from BMT, like help setting up um, a training site that people down there still use. Help set up a n- new group of um, trainee a- area because there was only like like I think five, and then a group of people. We helped move some furniture into this old building. I guess because it was a lot of people were joining, so at six by the time I was leaving. Um, what else? We were meeting someone from California um, there, and we, because uh, when you go through BMT, um, I don't know how the other branches do it, but you have a brother flight and a sister flight, or a brother flight and a brother flight, or a sister flight and a sister flight, which means you're a group of guys, then you have another group of uh, guys or girls marrying you, and they go through training, pretty much the same same thing you do pretty much throughout the whole time, but you, you're not allowed to talk to them until, unless someone tells you to talk to them, or interact with them at all. So I remember one time we were sitting down after we helped set up this giant tent. And the funny part, to me, one of the reasons I remember this tent because we were outside simulating war zone. And so all right, break, we're going to use you to help set up these tents. Um, the person who set, helped set up these tents didn't know how to do it at all. And he was cussing up a storm. He was kiss, kick, kicking equipment. Yeah, right. And I kind of, uh, to me, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. So he was like dropping F-bombs everywhere. <laughs> and then he came over and said, all right, you're going you're gonna to fix this. And then we, we, we kind of fixed it. And then he's like, good. He was so mad <laughs> through a whole day. So we, um, I sat down next to this girl, and we, we, we kind of did back-to-back, and we ate our MREs together and stuff like that. Military rations? Yeah. Something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This will just be a game now as we <laughs> try to guess what all of the... All of the... Uh, ah, an, they're not anagrams. Whatever. Initialisms are. Anyway. There you go. Abbreviations. <laughs> Abbreviations. That's it. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think that's what they're technically called, though. But anyway. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds made up, even if it's not. So. <laughs> that's most of the things I say. So, yeah, so you're going through BMT, and how long does how long does that last? Uh, it's only six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mess up, it, it could be longer. If mm-hmm. you injure yourself, it can be longer, but it's only six weeks. Mm-hmm. So what... what do you go into after that? Um, I went to my first tech school, which was um, me- was supposed to be medical, and then it was probably the that alone should be a movie. It was it was like kind of like a college, but not really like college because um, I'll tell you I'll tell you one story. Uh, we were this is in Texas, and we're up in the upper part of Texas, and. Um, one day it was snowing, so we had to march in the snow to our um, to our school, and I can remember that because we had to wear our dress blues, and and it was just it just sucked because usually we 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 could have just walked, or but we just we were marching, or we should have just ran there or whatever. It was snowing a lot, and we were a lot of us weren't used to it. A lot of people were slipping as they were marching. It was pretty uh, funny. It's like an old like vaudeville routine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's weird because, like, um, my first thought with uh, the military isn't going to a technical school, but that actually makes sense, like, when you, th- 
when I think about it. Yeah, they can, you just can't be a plumber or say, a plumber. Like you go the basic, then you just show up at your base, and they don't. As far as I remember, they don't teach you on the fly unless it's like certain things they need to teach you. But you get at least the basics. You go like to so technically it's like a college mm-hmm. like so, a, or a tech training if if you want to think about it that way. So what were what kind of stuff were you learning in that school? Well, I didn't do go to that school, so we went to another school. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I went to another school back at the place we had our BMT, which is Shepherd, and not Shepherd, um, San Antonio. Um, that school I learned basics, police work and security work, and um, how to survive out in the wilderness a little bit. But technically, uh, we weren't in the wilderness. We had obviously lodging and stuff a little bit. Um, so how to pull people over. Um, security checks, um, fire, fire weapons, um, apprehend people, things of that nature. Okay. So, <laughs> what happens next? Then? You, uh, <laughs> after the what happens next? You, um, th- this is my least favorite part, but favorite part of the story. So I, I since, like I told you, I was in another tech school before that. And I was there long enough where people left that place, right? Mm. And they went to their bases, and they became, um, like, adults and stuff. And I was still in my place. Then I left and went to a base where I, had, I was still still um, in college kids. So in college college kids can't talk to people who pass their college courses or whatever. That's the best way. Their, their tech school yeah. and became official Air Force people. But since I was in so long, I knew a lot of people at that base. And I, I managed to meet someone who could have gave me a, a dream base. I could have went literally anywhere from Japan to to anywhere. Guam. I told I told the person I want to go to the CERN base because of a girl. Um, them being them, they said Air Force relationships never work out. And they sent me to the second choice I picked. And I got the second choice. You can not talk about this if you don't want to, but what was that relationship? Uh, it wasn't really, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It was just something, someone I liked, and I hope that, I'm pretty sure they liked me too. Mm. That's pretty much it. But they knew, the higher-ups knew that that's why you wanted to go, or, because you said, like, oh, that never works out, so we're sending you to this. Yeah, well, they only knew because I told them. Okay. I said, oh, what? They said, oh, you want to go to this base? I'm thinking to myself, after I told them, I was like, oh, this was a stupid thing. <laughs> it sounds, yeah, like, you were just like, they'll understand that love needs to conquer. No, I, no I knew that they weren't going to understand, because it's the thing, when you go through tech school, people meet each other, because I remind you, you go to UMT, you don't have, you're not supposed to have contact with people, then you go yeah. to tech school, then... You still don't have technically supposed to have contact with people, but people still do. You meet someone, you like someone, there's a chance you get married, then you go to your base, then it doesn't work out, and you need a divorce. And that's, mm-hmm. like, uh, a thing that always happens, or people hear about, so it's, like, they're a way of, like, ensuring that they protect me or whatever, that it might not work out and stuff. So along with that, what is that like when you've been with these particular people through this very particular set of circumstances for a while, and then you get scattered, essentially? Um... You still, some of them you keep in contact with, some of them you're still cool with. Sometimes they can help you in certain places, sometimes they can't help you. But I mean, it's like a certain understanding. Like, we, we had a struggle, um, try not to, unless they were like a, a, as they say, a shitbag or a horrible person inside, you usually try to at least help them as they helped you inside. Mm. What happened, like, the rest of the career? What else can you tell us about, like, the uh, next steps? Um,. Next steps, when you're in, you can 
be a lifer, as they call it. I mean, I hate to say it. They, sometimes people use jail terms, like how long you got left. Um, I got I got three days and 42. I remember this one guy, he remember exactly how many days he had left, and, which was funny. Um, there's a lot of things that Air Force people or military people aren't perfect, so sometimes... Um, since I was military police, I really didn't do a lot of policing. I did mostly, my, I was very good at uh, security, um, but we're still the same thing. So a lot of t- sometimes you hear stories about um, people doing things that they shouldn't do at, um, off at work, like drinking and stuff like that. And obviously that's a no-go and they get kicked, kicked out because not only that you're drinking at work, but depending on what job you have, like if you're, if you're dealing with firearms, then you're definitely you have to set the standards um or if you're dealing with you know medical stuff mm. right yeah and like any job you can think of we don't only fly planes just sure here. okay sure. so what what's it like day to day on that job security yeah uh it's hard depending on who you talk to like like everyone has families i mean i, th- I think if you're not in california and you go to a different place, and you love love California, just like any Californian person. It's probably one of the hardest things for a lot of them to do, because they love California so much, and they love their people and things like that. If you have a big family and you're attached to your family, and it's really hard for a lot of people that way. In sense, um, it's also hard in a sense of depending on what job you have. You have work crazy or stupid hours. You can work from, you can do twelve hour days. Um, you probably seven days a week sometimes maybe you, you only work eight, uh, eight to five because your base is small and you're in a clinic so you know you need to work that many days for that um but what if someone in your your office keeps on drinking and driving that means you have to get called into work to get yelled at for a person's mistake that sometimes you probably never interact with in your unit or your your little mm-hmm. hospital or whatever and then that's cost your day off and that means you might have to do your your area, or what if they're your your best friend or your friend? That means your whole shop or your area has to do more additional work. And if that continues to happen, that means put us more days off, but more time working, and you're away from your family. Especially if you're like like an you're like a lifer, and you're in for like six years, and you have your wife and your your kid, and you have to go into work an extra day just to get sit to sit there, literally to stand at attention to get yelled at. Because someone else was driving and you didn't know anything about it. Because of how much you have to rely on each other, what's that dynamic like between all of you? Um, either you like them or you don't. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Like I, I mean, I remember there's there's there was we had a leadership a person um, that people always made fun of and they didn't like him at all. I mean, I, I don't think it's not like military people are the ones that I was with. They were like savvy enough to like all right we're gonna, we're gonna come up with a plan to get this this higher person to fire mm-hmm. um i only seen that <laughs> once or twice but for the most part i mean unless you're like really bad they they just you just have to deal with it mm-hmm. and you just have to hopefully band together with your lower writing lower ranking people and become yeah super team did you enjoy it did you have more of the good experiences than bad or not so much oh uh, i had more good and bad most of the, <laughs> most of the bad experience, I hate to say, I brought it on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the good experience is one when people helped me out when mm-hmm. I did something stupid, mm-hmm. and I still owe them, and I will always remember them and pay them back one day, or somehow. Um, 
in what ways did you bring stuff on yourself? Um, we'll, we'll say, um, we'll, let's see. Yeah, what can you go into? Uh, yeah. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Uh, <laughs> we can cut anything out that you don't want. No, anyway, so no, we're going to say it all. Well, we'll say <laughs> this one, um, which was stupid. I, I'll try to fight my best friend in front of the main gate where everyone can see. And that's, that's kind of stupid. You were fighting them? I was said? trying to, but he didn't fight me back. <laughs> <laughs> So I like that visual. Yeah. Uh, so I got in trouble for that, obviously. Um, there was a time where um, someone else um, got in trouble for um, obviously showing up extremely late, and I covered for them. Said, "Oh yeah, he, he's in the bathroom." Or and say, he, he, "He's I haven't seen him in four hours." Yeah, yeah. Um, I just sent him to do something for me. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. Stuff like small stuff like that, or big stuff, depending on how you view it. View it. We no, I don't think anyone that I know we cover someone for murder, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put a pass on someone if 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 it happens and someone covered up for it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it sounds like you were just a young kid. Yeah, being doing silly stupid stuff. Yeah, <laughs> extremely stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, it's when I, I remember one time um, there's this place called. The grad and me and my friends used to go out there on the night. Then we'll we'll be done, obviously, because it's in California. Everything closes at 2, and it's an hour drive. So we'll go there. We'll drive back. Then we have to work at 6. Mm. And and, th- and it was a 12-hour day, and we would do that every once in a while. Mm. And my mind you, I was old enough to drink, so I couldn't show up drunk. So, meh. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it almost seems like it's like working at like a big corporation except the stakes are higher the stakes are high it's like a big corporation stakes are high and you're stuck in a little town right. so imagine you can't leave your small city of uh, a thousand people well i mean you could leave the city but you're you're still coming back to that city and you still work with those people it's like you're really really close with them you see them all the time it's small town life, essentially. In small town life, depending on what type of base you have. If it's a small base, it's super small. If it's a big base, eh, not so big. But, I mean, if you're there for a really long time, you know a lot of things. And, you know, it helps out a lot. Just like anywhere, if you've been there for a while. So you said you were in for six years? Yeah. Did you, was that always the plan, to be in for six years? Or, like, how did you decide to... Um, no, I was going to cross-train and do something else. I was going to probably do chaplain assistant or I was going to do uh, public um, health. And I said, you know, I'm going to go into deployment instead. And when I come back, this this option to change my job should be available. When I went on my deployment, um, I had to do I had to get an interview by a certain person of a certain rank. Um, that person was not available at the base, so I couldn't cross-train when I came back. So I had a choice to leave or extend for a year and I should have extended for a year that way I would be able to plan better but I didn't plan better at all and I got out okay but I'm re-enlisting into the reserves are you really yeah wow. what what brought that decision because uh, my dad <laughs> um, part, part of me always wanted to I mean in re- reality if Worst comes the worst. I mean, I can always go back active duty from reserves to active. But, I mean, I, I kind of miss it a little bit. I miss, mm. But at the same time, I heard it's not the same. Mm. You got out relatively recently, right? So that'd be like 
when when did you get out? Let me ask. No. When do you think I got out? But why am I okay? For some reason, I'm. Oh, that doesn't make. I was doing math incorrectly. For some, I don't. You're know. stupid. Thanks. <laughs> for some reason, I was like, well, he graduated three months ago, so that means that he was there like a year ago. I don't know why I thought like you, did, college is you one graduated year. in one year. Thank you. That's how. That's what I think of you. Smarty pants. <laughs> you can. This dumb dumb thinks you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> wow! How dare you think I'm smart? <laughs> so when did you? When did you get out? I got out. 2014. Okay. Five years, yeah. So what's the... What's it like coming back? Um, to be a civilian? Yeah. I mean, coming back, I don't remember it that well, because I remember, I remember I was pretty much a kid, then I got out. I was only technically adult, like, that summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... Sometimes I don't know how you civilians do it. It <laughs> doesn't make sense half the things. It's always a Russian roulette. You can't yell at people if they're late to work. I'm late to work, so I can't complain. But you can't <laughs> yell at people. Um, you can't talk to them a certain way. You have to talk to them with kindness and better cups and, and things like that. Um, so you don't like us, our pansy way of life. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it seems like the military way of like doing things makes more sense to you. Is that fair to say? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. In what ways does it and doesn't it, would you say? Um, because, um, what ways does it make sense? It makes sense when, I guess, when you hold someone accountable, uh, you hold people accountable here. To, I don't know. It's, I don't know how to say it. Mm. Um, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Give me a second. Yeah. You can ask another question. Okay. Well, well I, I have a question. So how'd you get into comedy? Um, I, oh, it was on my first deployment. I met someone who was a reservist, because reserves people go on deployments too. Yeah. He was from Hawaii, and he did um, shows like NYC or detective shows. He said, hey, you should do this. Or he said, I do this. Look at this. And he was like, oh, cool. So I thought about it. Then I came back from my first deployment. I went on a, like, one of those showcases and actually got an agent after the showcase. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, he, he was a really good agent. He, he I think he was... The person who played the leprechaun in The Luck of the Irish, um, a Disney Channel show. I don't want. I don't even know that show. <laughs> it's okay um, if you see it. Um, but yeah, I had him, and then I thought to myself, I have a couple more years in the Air Force. I can definitely get out and find an agent super easy if I did it this easy this time. And I told him, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to stay up here. No. And that was it. Okay. And I never had an agent ever again. <laughs> Was that like when you first started thinking of comedy as like something to continue doing? Yes. Oh, this is easy. Then um, I, my first roommate, who uh, I rented a, a place and on Craigslist, which um, worked out. His name was Omar. He was pretty cool. He said, "Oh, you should take classes at UCB." Mm-hmm. I said, "UCB? Yeah. This is a this is a cool hip place. You can go there and sneak your beer in and drink." And it's, it's I've never heard it advertised that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the number of, of all the things to say about the B stands for beer. <laughs> you can sneak your beer in. It's a really cool. Yeah. Place. You can sneak it in. You can't. Yeah. They won't even let you have it. You can sneak it in. Yeah, I'm definitely someone's definitely. Gonna say, yeah, so I used to do that um, a lot. So I'll go to shows and stuff like that. So oh, this is cool. I said, yeah, you should take classes here. I said, okay. Didn't take classes there <laughs> at all. I literally um, decided to start hanging out at another place called iOS. Because mm-hmm. it was... May it rest. May it rest in peace. 
because um, I lived on Cahuenga, so I was okay. closer. I was close enough to walk to these two places, mm-hmm. and I just kept on going to um, iOS because they had a bit a bar there. And I said, you know, what? why am I going to sneak this in? <laughs> just go here. I'm over twenty one. Yeah. yeah, I can legally drink this. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what. Then from there, I, I start taking cl- after that. I start taking classes at UCB like w- w- way later than I should have. I should have started taking classes immediately. And now you're here. And now I'm here. In this very room with us. Yes. And they still haven't called me about my flat tire. That's right. We're waiting on his uh, AAA. He got a flat tire on the way here. So, yeah. So it's been a hanging tension over the whole conversation. (laughs) We don't know when the AAA is going to get here. None at all. Well, okay. So if you get, going back to the (laughs) main topic, if uh, you, like, go into the reserves and you get deployed, do you think you would like miss aspects of at least the comedic civilian life or like doing improv or the comedy community or like what would that be like do you think oh yeah i forgot all about that if i do deploy <laughs> i'll be gone for i'll come back eventually sure oh, sure hopefully um but i mean I, I left i left this area i left before because i went to dc for an internship and i came back mm. um one thing I, I know is that sometimes people notice when you're gone which is nice um everything goes by fast Everything, everything changes, but it doesn't change at all. Mm-hmm. So, like a, a major change, someone can get a TV show and like, dang man, that's that's pretty cool. Or a, a show that was doing well on a t- on on a certain um, stage, like at the pack, might get canceled or something. Mm-hmm. And a new group of people might be there. So, like, it'll be I'll, I'll miss it a little bit, but I, don't know, I guess as long as I write on my deployments and maybe I can still stay a part of the community. If yeah. I, find a sketch group I can send in my sketches and they say oh th- this person wrote the sketch he's not here and they can make he's a, in Japan in Japan he can make a joke they can make a joke out of it yeah like they they probably will <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how do you think the military's like shaped how you view the world and being in it has shaped how you view the world um it's given me patience but no patience at all um cause I as a I don't yell at people. I want to yell at people. Um, I'm I'm trying. I'm. Uh, I don't understand. I don't think people really understand how kind I am compared. I'm not saying I wasn't kind before, but like there's a lot of things I would just say. You know how you have your your friend who's like very sassy mm-hmm. and they just like say things. You're like, come on, don't say that. Mm-hmm. I was I was almost kind of like that. Besides, it wasn't sass. It was just mean. If if, if someone mm-hmm. says something mean to me. I would just say something meaner back. Mm-hmm. That and uh, thanks to the military, a little bit I don't say that many things. But I was driving in a car and I was thinking to myself, someone about someone who said something to me. I said I could have destroyed them with words, but I decided to be nice and stuff. Is there more like self awareness with that? Oh yeah, that's the question. That's the answer. Yes, <laughs> I am more aware about. I try to be more aware about my surroundings. I read people more sometimes. I don't. Um, yeah, it's just very, you know, alert sometimes, but mm. not alert at the same time. Mm. More patient a little bit because I realize, oh, this this person's this person, and, and it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more self. There's a lot more acceptance. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, except people. Some people are just scumbags. And some people don't mean to be scumbags, mm-hmm. and uh, you have a choice to be with them or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So. 
You were going to say something. I felt like I was, and then it just disappeared from my brain. Dum dum. Thank dumb, you. Dumb. <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, smart man. I'm not. Oh, that's your. Oh, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> Asinizing. Okay. Wait. Do you get any, um, like, uh, for me at least as a comedian, I mine so much from my real life and put it into, like, whether it's sketches or web series or future stuff that I'm also, like, writing? Like, does anything, I guess from any part of your life, but specifically the military, like, fuel anything that you find funny? Um, I, I have the darkest sense of humor. If you me ever too. see me, my face is usually straight, a pan face or whatever. Uh, I do that for two reasons, so people won't be able to read my face, and because I like to do that. So yeah, in that sense, it has. But I don't, I haven't, I don't draw things. I, I'm right. I'm in. I finished a pilot about being in the military. Yes, mm. to answer that, yes. But I don't like go out and think like, oh yeah, I remember that one time Johnny did this, and I could probably write about it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't pull none of my experiences from it and and I've written some characters from a lot of shows and none of my characters are actually from the the military unless it's for that show specifically Right. but I don't all my characters are from people I've met recently or when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and that's it it's like like that military thing is only good for one thing Mm -hmm. So do you think that um, awareness, like, I'm wondering about if there's a connection between, like, the awareness that you gain from being in the military and your ability to do comedy well. You, you think I do comedy well? Yeah, yeah. you're, like, really quick. You're yeah. very sharp, and you call out the truth of what's happening in a very funny way. Do you I agree, mean, Cody? I absolutely yeah. agree, yeah. Um, I think it's due with the fact that I, yeah, I, I used to in high school to go back from that. I usually, I used to, we used to talk about people. I used to be like very be mean to each other and say mean things. Mm-hmm. In the military, my first three years, um, I used to be mean and say things to people. Then I started hanging out with these this group of people, and they would say stuff constantly, and I couldn't keep up with it. I said, "All right, yeah, yeah, beat me." Then I started doing improv, and I and I said, "Oh, I can start using this." This wit, this comedy, this, mm-hmm. this things like this. Plus, a lot of people don't know this. One fact: I daydream a lot. So a lot of the times I daydream, I have like some stuff. I have like back catalogs of things. If when someone says something, I can just pull it out, and I just have catchphrases and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it pretty much to answer your question. Okay, yeah, that makes sense too. I'm curious about the daydreaming. This is like how that. Um, how that balances with being more aware of your surroundings and yourself. Like, what do you think that dynamic is there? Daydreaming? Yeah. Um, as horrible as it sounds, it helps me cope with a lot of things. Mm. A lot of people cope different ways. I mean, some people drink a lot or whatever. I mean, I, I, I do too sometimes, but like, in a rea- reality, when you daydream, you, you, you escape the moment that made you remember something that you don't remember. Mm. And you think about um, a world or a joke or um, an instant of something funny or not funny or to get away from that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you create something. And when you create something, you either you can put it somewhere, like write it down, or you can let it go or come back to it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you come back to it later 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how comedy happens, kind of, it seems like. For me? Or in general? Or just in general. I mean, to some extent in general. Or am I completely wrong on that? For, I, for, I think for in escape? general it can be yeah. true. Or even just something that you observe that's funny, but you need to find the right place for it. Exactly. Seinfeld, yeah. that's what's my favorite comedy of all time. Mm-hmm. It's situational awareness. I need to move to New York. Ugh, I'm going to make it happen. I'll miss you though. Yeah. Uh, Whether you get to play or go to New York, oh, <laughs> either that, or. <laughs> that will be great. I'll I'll bring you back souvenirs and. Thank you. And from I, the military. I, 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 I was gonna say Eiffel Tower. Good, good lord. And uh, Empire State Building teaching. Please. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the, that for that joke. In the, in the middle of some desert somewhere. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll tell you about deployments are, um, depending on where you go, you probably have little internet or no internet, or you might be somewhere horrible where you have to stay up twenty four hours. But one thing I can tell you is that we have like we get like little terabytes and we just exchange movies and stuff like that. Oh, cool. oh that's cool. So I have three terabytes of Big Bang Theory, some Simpsons stuff, some old movies. Thinking about that, what's the what's your relationship to the outside world when you're deployed? Like in general, you don't have one, which is good or bad. If you're married with a kid, it's, it could be annoying. Well, not annoying, but sad. If you have if you're close to your family, yes, sad. If you have a boyfriend, like, oh, God, it's sad. But if you don't have any of those things, it's pretty great. Because it's like, you you don't have to worry about anything. You don't get Facebook updates unless you go on the internet and literally go on Facebook. You don't have to worry about fines. You don't have to keep up with the Jones. only thing you have to do is go to work, work out, and eat. That sounds kind of meditative, it, in a way. It's, in a, in a way, in a, depending on where you go, in a way yeah. it's good. And depending on where you go, in a way it's bad because you still have to fight for your life mm-hmm. while you're meditating. But at the same sure. time, it depends on where you go. Mm-hmm. What is it like having that like six year gap when you come back? Um, um, uh, looking back on it, I realized I didn't pay attention to anything. Like now, I'm more aware about a lot of things, like politics, food, like simple things. I'm just I'm more aware. And maybe it was the job. Maybe it was just me that I wasn't aware of in those six period things. A lot of a lot of things. So and some for some people they weren't aware they didn't know or some people did know, but I was very detachable for a lot of a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah, and it's interesting too because like that was the first like six years of your adulthood too, so it's like, what do you do you think there was any like coming of age with that? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to elaborate on that. Yeah. Okay. Was it weird when you did come back after six years and you were, like, in college with what I'm assuming was a lot of younger people? Like, uh, was that at all jarring? A lot of military people are annoyed by college kids sometimes because they some, they feel like they don't know how they... Have. Some some of, some college kids, not all college kids, do have it somewhat easy. Mm-hmm. Some don't. I mean, some have to work horrible hours. Sure. Mm-hmm. But some are glorified teenagers yeah. that are, like, yeah. pretty carefree. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think that, like, the difference between a college kid and a high school kid is three months. Like, they are essentially, like, still children for yeah. the most part. Yeah. I, I, when I hate to say that, a lot of people I look at say, oh, you're you're a kid. Mm. But I, I look like a kid, so it makes sense. You do look really young. Thank you. You're welcome. I sound young, too. I sound like a child. I don't think you sound like a child. You don't think I sound like a child? No. Thank you. Yeah. What do I sound like? 
a man. <laughs> this is what men. This is what men sound like. <laughs> I've been doing it the wrong way. This even it's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hold on to. I've been. I used to try to do this a little. Bit, little. Really? Yeah. You used to try to sound older. Yes, it didn't work out too well because I forget. I don't think all men or old men even have like low cadence voices. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways to have a man voice. It's not all just low. But that is the yeah. thing that you kind of think it is when you're a kid. Yeah, that's to some true. Extent. It's just like there's a bigness there that you think it's supposed to be. L. Jones. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And yes, and you're always talking to a business partner. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Jones, please. Oh, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. 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 For some reason that this, that just actually made me mm-hmm. think of something in that, um, to some extent, it almost seems like when you're a kid, it kind of feels like, at least this might just be me, but it kind of feels like being an adult is not being as worried about many things or like not as like worried about things that don't matter or that you think don't matter. Is that? So wait, I'm going to try to repeat back what I think you said oh, okay. and, and you can like tell me true or false or hot or cold. Um, are you trying to say that, like, when you are when you were a kid, you thought that being adult was mean, meant being less worried? Yeah, almost. Isn't childhood supposed to be carefree? I mean, most aren't, but, like, isn't that what the... It's supposed to be. I hear so many, like, people be like, oh my god, I wish I'd be a kid again. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but, like... I never because, had that feeling, yeah. Be, no, me either, but there are... I think that's a more normal feeling where people are like, oh my god, adulthood sucks. You have to think about so much. As a Whereas kid, a kid, you can play tag, I guess. I don't know. As kids, worried about a lot of things. Yeah. I, I was, I, I was. Someone told me that they were babysitting the kid, and their kid was like, ah, "I had a long day at school today. Two of my friends are fighting. I don't know what to do." Oh god. And it was like, "Oh, I, I like this girl, but she, she likes my best friend." I was like, "Oh." So you're just dealing with it on a smaller level or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kids are humans, but yeah. I think some they are humans, but they don't have to pay. <laughs> yeah. Small, small. Yeah, that was a weird. Word. <laughs> kids are like people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna be a really great like aunt to uh, um, my uh, friend who just had a baby named after me. This moments is really ago. Great, great, great. This has been such an eventful like day. Like, yeah. Simi's got his AAA that he needs to get. Literally, we were about to start podcasting, and my friend who lives in Tbilisi, Georgia, the country, called to say her baby was born. Named Sophia Blair. So congratulations. Uh, and and I'm going to consider her a little human now. <laughs> a little human. <laughs> yeah. Just a baby, whatever that is. And that's the thing, though, is, like, when you're a kid, you have so little control over your life. You're right, because I think, like, when I was a kid, I looked forward to having more control, but I don't think I ever thought adults were carefree, which I think is what mm. you were just saying. I Yeah, I think that's more what I meant. You wanted more control over your life? That's smart. I wanted money so I can buy video games. <laughs> I mean, I wanted money, too, but, like, yeah, yeah I, like, didn't... I was, like, yeah, ready to get out of my town, too. I was, like, I don't want to hang out with these... I, my friends I liked, but everyone else I could care less about, you know? And They're, I was like, like, extras in the background of a TV show. Pretty much, yeah, yeah except that, like, they were kind of douchey. Well, maybe not. I mean, there's people I made friends with... Like, I'm from a small town, and there's people that I made friends what with... What town is this? To New the... Hope, Pennsylvania. Ooh, you know why? 
Why? Because it's very hopeful. Uh-huh. It's, it's a new hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old hope. Yeah. Brand new hope. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, that town is what uh, inspired Star Wars. I it don't is. know if you know that. It is. It's factual. It's it's on our like, Welcome to New Hope uh, sign. Yeah. I need night. to visit it. It's a, it's a great town. I do like it. You can I go just to the didn't cantina. want to live there forever. And... I've, I've, some of my, one of my closest friends is from my hometown, but we were not friends growing up. So, like, there's obviously level, lovely people that I, like, judged a lot. You know what I mean? And I would probably do it again differently with what I know now. But, um, no, I was ready to help, get the hell out of there. <laughs> like, I, I, like, did not appreciate being forced to go to school and being, I don't know. I, I don't know. I like independence. So. I was ready to grow the fuck up by the age of six, I feel, but... Wow, I can picture you already. You come in with your little suitcase. I'm out of here. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, was that, like... I'm assuming that was, like, some part of you when you wanted to go into the military was, like, it's time to grow up? Is there some aspect of it to that? No. I remind you, I was dumb. I didn't... I don't think you... I didn't comprehend a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like, so, don't go into the snake pit. <laughs> like, don't... I didn't... I I think I went there one time, but other than that, I didn't really go to the snake pit at all. What is the snake pit? Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if that was literal or a metaphor, it's but a, I felt too stupid to ask. <laughs> so, during BMT, you, um... Depending on what... There's there's different weeks, and when you, you get treated differently, um, when you first get there, you have your civilians, civilian clothes, and you get your military uniform and all that good stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um... Which is cool, but the snake pit um, during lunchtime is a table where all the TIs, MT, milit, MTIs are. Military training. Training individuals. Instructors. instructors. That makes way more sense. Um, so all of them are at this table sitting down, and the room is full of empty people. They come in. By, you you walk up to a table in like a row, then you sit down and you start eating. Um, there's a rule um, saying that if there's a table next to you, um, you try not to eat your fat. Your, everyone at your table eats your food too fast, then get up and leave because the table in front of you, if you're behind the front table, is screwed over. That means that they're going to look like, why are you taking your time eating? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're at a table and you eat fast and then you get up and leave, you screw the whole table over. Mm-hmm. I eat fast. I always ate fast as a kid because faster you eat, that means faster you get to go back playing video games mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. doing whatever you got to do. So I'm I, sensing video games meant a big deal to it, you. <laughs> as a kid, it meant a lot. So I ate really fast, but um, I was sometimes, I'll, I'll sit there and wait and the, only a few, one of two occasions. I didn't comprehend it. I'll just get up and leave. But the snake pits where they sit there and watch you. Now, there's a t- times where they'll call you up to the snake pit and they'll start asking you a series of questions, simple questions that um, if you're in the military like, more than two years, you 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 can easily answer. Like, who's your bot? Who's your supervisor? How? What's their rank? What's 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 their stripes stand for? Blah blah blah. Who's this and that and that? Who's the, who's who's in charge? Blah blah blah. If you don't get those questions right, you start doing push-ups. Um, if you start getting lava more, you get like you're you get you do more push-ups, and eventually your your instructor, the person who's looking over you, will be embarrassed. You embarrass them because they didn't train you right because you're stupid and you don't know anything. <laughs> so that's the the snake pit. Then if you keep on messing up, that means your TI will try to smoke you later. That means you go up to the room and he'll put you in front, and you have to do push-ups. And if Everyone doesn't keep. Everyone keeps on messing up. Um, whoever's in charge, the other your other peers who's in charge, because sometimes he'll put people in charge of all 
50 or 60 of us, they will do push-ups. And if we keep on really messing up, he doesn't like everyone, he makes everyone do, keep on doing push-ups or, or he'll make a room sweat. So we'll keep on doing push-ups until the room starts sweating or worst, some worst-case scenario until someone throws up. Damn. So, so don't go into the snake pit. Don't go into the snake pit unless they call you up. But don't, don't walk by it. Don't go near it. If, mm. if you have to go to the other side of the room... You're, hopefully they don't say anything to you as you're walking because if you there's certain ways you got to walk to mm. if you walk funny hey come here trainee you come over and you start talking to them you've messed that up that sounds really stressful yeah that's a captain obvious statement but it yeah. is stressful but if you don't know anything you can't it's, you don't you don't you're not going to be that stressed out yeah mm. but basically what's stressful for me I, a lot of people have different stories one thing that annoyed me was i couldn't i didn't get a really good night's sleep because um, we always woke up early, um, we always were doing something throughout the day. Then when we got back, I had to clean up the bathroom, which was magically always dirty. So, yeah, yeah. And there's something else. I am so airheaded today. It's bizarre. I don't <laughs> understand it. Well, we wish I can put the air into my tire. tire. <laughs> oh, boom! <laughs> Take the air out of my head and put it in your tire. Bam. Bam. Well, I have a question, because you were so into video games. It's kind of a dumb question, but, like, how was being away from your video games? It was sad. <laughs> um, I think I eventually got over it, um, but it was pretty sad. Do you play video games now? Sadly, no. I Today, I was supposed to do productive stuff, like write. I just watched Veronica Mars and ended that series. Good. Um, yeah, so I have games. I know about them, but I haven't played, because... Once I start playing them, I will continue to want to play them, and I won't be productive at all. I would have been mm-hmm. late to this podcast mm-hmm. and things like that nature. Mm-hmm. I remember what my question was. Yay. So, um, the thing, it's kind of a pat observation, I think, but there's the idea that um, in the military, like, you're given, like, standards for your life and you're given like ev- basically everything that you need to do is yeah. that and like it's in that in that particular way it's like easier or simpler is that fair to say to begin with um yeah unless you have bad credit or you bought a car with horrible interest rate because your local deep your local car dealerships yeah you're fresh out of high school you have no credit cool we'll give you a car with 18 percent interest rate or 20 percent interest rate good luck paying that off oh you're in the military you can do it mm. um, if you, yeah in the sense of yeah that's easy but the, if you want more mm-hmm. then you, you have to try to get more right so I wonder I wonder is that like so as part of um, as part of coming back from that and being and being in civilian life what is like what's the what's that is there like a culture shock to that or what is that like in not having that particular like system to give you that uh, set of standards, essentially, um, it's pretty difficult a little bit in the sense you had to figure it out on your own. But it's fun because you're free. But it's not fun because you don't know what you're doing. It's like you're like you're like an ant walking in a straight line. Then someone told you, "All right, walk, walk. You're free, ant. Do do whatever you want to do." And you're like. What can I do? What are my dreams? What are my hopes? Some people get out, and their first thing is they go to school, and hopefully they figure out a career that they like, whatever. Some people get out, have no no career path. They don't, they don't know what they're going to do. 
go back home and just nothing. Mm-hmm. Some people get kicked out, and then they have to figure out their whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like you had an idea of what you wanted to do when you got out, to some extent, right? Because you went to school. Uh, I had an idea. On my first deployment, I met someone, and I told him, hey, I want to do cool school stuff. And he said, yeah, he kind of mentored me a little bit. Um, he was a cool guy. He got married over there. Um, so at first I wanted to do nonprofits. Then, but the main, my main thing is I wanted a degree in political science and maybe an international degree. But then I realized I, I don't care about the international world, but now I do because my degree forced me to pay attention to, <laughs> to these, these classes. Tricky. <laughs> yes. So that was pretty um, interesting in that sense. But um, I had a plan. My, I always, my end goal is to do something in politics. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it right there. But how I get there is the, is, is the, the journey mm-hmm. or figuring that out. How did that goal develop? Do you think? When uh, did you like have that? Yeah. When I was in high school, I was part of this cl- club called Youth and Government. Uh, someone I looked up with too at the time, Davon Magwood. He was one of the creators of it, mm-hmm. and um, a couple other people too. I love that we could have a future politician a on this show, but also somebody who went through UCB could be like the governor. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like funny. that tickles me. They'll know how to improvise. <laughs> yeah. They can do things on the fly. They do scandals real well. So yeah. why did you um, blackmail that that person? Well, why didn't I blackmail that person? <laughs> uh, that's a negation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Trump's doing a very good job of entertaining or improvising. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. He's not a good improviser. I well, I was more well, reacting at the entertaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he is the president. Mm-hmm. It's challenging entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your next steps in that type of goal? Politics. Mm-hmm. Well, I apply f- to the office of uh, assembly member in the state of California. I'm just waiting to hear back from them. I, I recently sent them an email. They said we'll contact you when. Well, I'm back from my vacation. It's been October 3rd, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Or At this point, I have nothing to lose. I should message them again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool to me to work on in politics by day and then at night, write comedy and do stuff like that. Yeah. How'd you get into the youth and politics uh, uh, in high school? Um, uh, my civics teacher um, introduced me to, to it, so... That's what made me want to um, do it. I didn't have a civics class in high school. I don't think we did either. It's interesting. We had political science and the histories and. Isn't civics political science? Oh, maybe. It maybe it was just worded differently <laughs> in different schools. I didn't even have that. I just had social studies. Or oh, social studies. Didn't yeah. you study political science? Uh, U.S. history is what was our kind of track, mostly, I think. I never, no, never uh, studied political science. Fun fact: I never had a history class in high school. Oh, I guess it's one That's or the other. Or, wow. or I never, and I never took a language class. Hardcore. Yeah. I'm jealous of that. Well, I transferred one school, and I transferred back to my school. And they, when they're reading the transcripts, they like, oh, this, oh, this transfer as well. <laughs> and it was really just a political science class twice. 
That's nice. a political science class. <laughs> two times in two different schools. So you were kind of bound to end up in politics then. I was destined to do it. They were kind of make sure that you did. Yes. You're going to take this political science class until you like it. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> That's true. So I'm curious then, because you work for Amnesty International, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. I just put in my two weeks notice, that's why. Oh, hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you, you're you interested in, like, non-profit stuff. I was. I don't want... I, I like the idea of non-profit, and it's awesome, and it's cool. I If you told me entertainment, government, or non-profit, um, it would probably be government, non-profit, government, entertainment, non-profit. Mm. What, what's changed that, do you think? Because um, I've always been part of the fundraising parts of it, mm-hmm. and and I'm tired of doing the fundraising That's parts. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. Are there other aspects of it that you like, or is it just that particular? I, I, I if I if I could do anything, and I like I don't mind doing fundraising, but I like maybe events, doing event coordination. I like doing events, mm. and that's why I like doing shows so much. Okay, events are pretty cool, but I haven't got the chance to do anything in the political, the the nonprofit world of events and stuff. So. Unless I was offered a job, I'll do that. But I'm not going to do any more nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think we're probably getting close to a wrapping up point. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think so. Is there anything else you want to say about anything that we've talked about? Or um, anything on your mind in yeah, general? Yeah, <laughs> anything at all. I think one thing the Air Force has taught me is patience with other people. That means if people have other views that I don't agree with. Or disagree, or uh, I disagree with. Uh, my first instinct is not to, well, it is, but I'm not going to attack them and call them stupid. I try to talk to them, depending on what it is and why they feel that way, and I, I'm okay with it. There's only one thing I don't have patience for is obviously clans members, sure, and, and um, Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Generally not revered. Yeah. Although we are living in some weird times. But yeah. I mean, some people have patience for them. I, I don't, and I don't have to. Mm-hmm. No. So would you, if someone's thinking about going into the military, what would, I would you tell them? Tell them. Um, ew, I'll tell them three things. Maybe. Tell them. Um, this is good for you. Um, figure out what you want to do. That will help you join with branch. And you're going to be sad sometimes, and that's okay. That's good advice for life, too. Oh, okay. Well, if you want something more specific. No, I think, that's, I think okay. that's, no, I think that definitely makes sense to me. Yeah. Would you warn them about the snake pit? Um, don't do the snake pit. For, if you're joining the Air Force, I don't know the other branches, equivalent of a snake pit, or. But yeah, that's something to think The cobra about. hole. <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for, for the Navy. Mm hmm. All right. Sure. Since you did, since you did this, what, what about the army? Okay, the army is probably the uh, the the rattler. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the rattlesnakes. The rat. Yeah, the rattlesnake um, room area. Okay. The rattlesnake room and let's marines. See, marines. Python place. Python place. <laughs> Python pit. Python. Well, we've oh, already got pit. pit. Yeah. Python yeah. place. This is just getting more and more vague now. And then you always have to think about the Coast Guard. you got to think about the Coast Guard. I would say then that's the uh, the the ocean snake 
that's not a thing. No. There's a there's a type of snake in the sea. A sea snake. A sea snake. The sea. sea... <laughs> I don't know anything about snakes after this. The sea snake junction. Okay. You that sounds like there. a. That sounds like a 70s sitcom. <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. I have a question. I actually, I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't asked you this. So Air Force, when I think Air Force, I think Colorado Springs. And I spent like a long time in Denver, which is like close to Colorado Springs. Did you spend time in Colorado Springs or not so much? No, I, I drove up there. I did a cross country trip when I had my first car. I rode from Pittsburgh to California. Um, I drove by there and it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who was up there. They didn't like it too well. Um, Colorado Springs. Well, they didn't like the, their base, but I mean, I like. I thought it was beautiful. That's where the athletes train for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's, I like it. If I could, would I move? Was it on my dream sheet of places I wanted to go? Yes. Did I go there? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think. Why don't you plug yeah. whatever you want to plug? Um, like your social media, any groups you're in, any projects you have coming up, shows, um, anything your little heart desires. Well, me and my other um, friend, we just started a music video. We're reviewing um, music videos. Um, it's going to be out soon, so look out for that. Um, his name is PK. My name is Simi Rides. Um, yeah, and it's we review old music videos, new music videos, and music videos of today's generation. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. We have special guests on there. Um, we drink, and we do cool stuff. All right. Uh, I think it's called Music Jockeys. Cool. Do you have any social media you want to plug? Or um, I have... Other improv teams? I have a social media. My, my Instagram is called... It's called The Great Simonton. S-I-M-O-N-T-O-N and I have a TikTok which is called Simi and Friends which is pretty funny if you don't if you don't have TikTok if you do have TikTok cool and right now I, I'm kind of loosely on an improv team but we'll see how that goes <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it um, and I'll, I also do a show with uh, Miriam Safu it's the Soul Sister it's every Friday at 8 p.m. Third Friday at 8 p.m. at the Pack Theater. I repeat, third Friday at 8 p.m. at the Pack Theater. And I do a one-off show around L.A. called The Improv Your Show. We take your favorite TV show and we do improvised Mm -hmm. versions of that. And the last thing I want to plug is next year is the second annual Outcast Comedy Festival where we do improv sketch, comedy, a little bit of music of the next up-and-coming artists. See them before they're on TV. Oh, la, la. All right, well, this has been This Never Comes Up. And we don't have social media. But, <laughs> we still um, don't. Yeah, I think mostly. I just don't want to manage it. So follow me at Blairosaurus underscore Rex on Instagram or Blairosaurus Rex on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will have updates about new episodes and stock Cody on his Facebook. Stock me on my fi- private Facebook page. You have, is, you have a private Facebook page? I do. Well, like, it's not, like, a public... You know what I mean? Like, how there's, like, a page, but he has, like, a, an account. Like, a Facebook account where you add friends as opposed to, like, a page. And you don't have an Insta? I, I technically do. I've never used it. What about Snapchat? No, I don't have one. Tech TikTok? 
Nope. Twitter? Nope. This is like a running joke, like, <laughs> like at the end of every episode, like, where we just tell people to stalk Cody. Okay. And I hope people do. He has a WhatsApp? Uh, I do have WhatsApp. All yes. right. What's up is with that? Is that really a group? <laughs> What's up with that? Ooh. <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? You oh better ed- exit this. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. I'm Cody Champagne. This has been Simonton. Hey. Thank you for being here, my Yes, friend. thank you so much. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Ooh, we didn't use a demi-sound attacks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>